Scripture this morning is a simple verse. Single verse found in, in, in John chapter 8. And Jesus in this chapter, He is talking to His disciples. He is talking to the crowd who is hanging around His disciples. He is teaching a lot of many things. Actually, the chapter continues further on to like 58 or plus 63 verses. It's a rather long chapter. And Jesus is beginning to reveal Himself to His disciples in a way that he had not done before. Uh, he began revealing himself uh, with the miracle in Cana, with, with turning the, the water into whiskey. I'm sorry, into wine. Moonshine, depending where you are. You see? And, and by the way, it was the best one. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh, so, so he began to reveal with miracles. And if you look at the book of John from a literary perspective... It holds actually six signs. John never uses the word miracle. John talks about six signs that Jesus performs. And after each one of those signs, Jesus has a sermon or a discourse explaining and expounding on the experience that people just had with him and around him. So he tells the people, and, and, and the text says, so Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads, guides, inspires motivates your life. Wow. So it's not about coming to church and punching the, the attendance card. It's about actually developing a relationship. And in New Year's for some of us, as we shared earlier in, in the children's moment, uh, it's a new beginning. For others, a, a, a new year could be full of fearful expectations. And yet for others, it means nothing whatsoever. A day off their routine. A new year gives us the opportunity, the chances, and the blessing to reset and restart things in our lives. That's why we have the so-called things resolutions. How many of you make a resolution? How many of you are going to break it in the next 24 hours? Of course, but just because we make resolutions, that does not mean that we have goals. We just play the game because it kind of leads us to the idea that there's a new, fresh beginning. And we like that experience of a new, fresh beginning. That is why we have Sunday night where people turn down, where we have sopita with sandwiches, that's soup and sandwiches, not a heavy meal, because we turn down and relax to begin the next Working week, right? I do that on Monday night. If there's not a session meeting. <laughs> you see? So, New, New Year's gives us that opportunity to refresh, to start again, to restart. But how do we get there? How do we get to the idea of a new year, new beginning, a fresh start, a beautiful new beginning? How do we get there, first of all? Well, there's got to be something to celebrate, Okay. 
You see, I believe that every event that we have in our lives, all of our lives, it goes through, through some stages. The stages are the same as the holidays. October hits. Actually, for me, in my case, I begin to think about Advent and Christmas in August. But guess when the merchants are thinking about Christmas 2017? Guess when, when, when they start? Tomorrow. If they haven't already. So, in every activity, in everything in life that we do, there is a preparation that leads to planning, that leads to building up, to put up the decorations, to harass you with, make some more stars. <laughs> I want more stars. <laughs> and if I can get you to do them, I would spend hours at home making stars. Because I was going to get them stars. <laughs> I'm like a kid sometimes, especially dressed like this. It may come out more easily. <laughs> but you see, new beginnings always have a period of planning and preparation, of putting up. But we also put things away. In, in English-speaking calendars, I told you the story about Boxing Day. And I thought it was people were going to go to a nice bout. No. Will you guys put things away? Well, not where I come from. We leave them up for a while. It's up to the family. Now, how many of you put everything away except one little ornament, maybe one reminder of Christmas? Do any of you do that? <gasps> oh, wonderful. You love this message then. You see, because when the, the tendency is when we put away the Christmas tree, when we put away the ornaments, when we put away the lights, when we put away the bells, when we put away the stars, when we put away the manger, the candles, the poinsettias, if we can put them away and not throw them away, do we put away the season? We box it all and put away? And then we go back to our routine, our normalcy. Offices take down the things they put in the ceiling, and then it looks bare again because we go back to normalcy. We go back to the routine. And I wonder to how many of us that situation actually leads us to forget even the season. So we pack away the things, and we almost, I wonder, do we pack away the story? Do we pack away the meaning? Do we pack away the power that it has on our daily lives? Is that what we do? How sad it would be if when we put away the ornaments, when we put away the tree, I, I, I have a very peculiar way of getting rid of my tree. I live on the third floor. And yes, every year I get a little further as I launch it out from the balcony. It's, it's woods and forests. So I launch it out there, and, and then I measure every year how far I can do it. Uh, now I go there and I pick it up and take it to the garbage. But I'm not going to drag it through my rug <laughs> in the whole apartment to the front door. No, it's going to go. So do we also throw away the story? Do we forget about that? significant, unconditional love that we celebrated and even lit a candle for? 
Do we forget about the unforgettable peace that surpasses all understanding? And we go back to our fretting. We go back to the routine, the normalcy, the safety place. How sad that once we pack the ornaments, we forget about the Christmas and we return to their normalcy. Peace is put away. Love is taken for granted. Joy is packed up. And I wonder how many of us even lose hope. There is such a thing as post-holiday depression. Have you heard? People get depressed because they put away things. And, and, and the things that reminded them of, that gave them the joy are packed away. So if you're like that, uh, I can identify a little bit with that. I have ornaments in my house that I keep throughout the year reminding me of the love, of the hope, of the joy and the peace that comes to us in the form of Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. But how do we remember this day after day. The question is, how? And now what? That's the name of the sermon. And now what? We put the things away, and now what? We, we, we put the, the ornaments away, and now what? This candle will change its location. We'll probably go to the stand back there or go to the, to the table in the chancel as we remove the tree to still symbolize the presence of Christ. And now what? So now What? Do we go back to our normalcy? Do we go back to our routine? Do we go back to the same old, same old? May I suggest no. I don't think we should. I don't think we can. When we have received such a message, people who are in darkness who are now experiencing a new bright light where the sun will not take away, be taken away. And did you notice? That this is not like any get your gun in that text in, in Isaiah. The sun and the moon will shine together. It's not like I have the sun in the morning and the moon at night. No, both together. As I was driving, I was reminded of that as I was thinking of the message. New Broadway, I just came from New York. <laughs> you see? And so what? That is our question. And Jesus reminds us as He speaks to us again saying, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. If you were walking in darkness and now you're going to walk in the light, does that mean that you're going to walk in a different way, in a different place? Are darkness the same? Obviously not. So, I'm going to push us more out of our comfort zone this coming January. There is a song by Matthew West. He wrote some time ago called In My Own Little World. And in my own little world population, me, I have everything I need. I'm safe indeed. In my own little world population, me, I don't have to worry because all that I need is within reach. In my own little world, population me, I am happy, I am satisfied. But then the reframe of the song questions itself, but, but what if there's a bigger picture than just me, myself, and I? What if there is a missing, what if, what if I'm missing out on something greater than just 
living and protecting my own little world. Because to a degree, the reason why we have this own little world is because we are protecting ourselves from what we feel is safe and secure. He also questions, what if there is a greater purpose and I am missing out? And he reaches the conclusion, I could believe in that right now. We're going to listen to the song this coming month, and, and we're going to reflect on how to get out of that bubble, how to step out of our box, how to basically just step out of our own little world and begin to touch families and lives in our community so that they would come to meet the light that is the guide of our lives. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your spirit speaking to us. We thank you for the wisdom that amazes, humbles, and brings us closer to you as we depend more and more in you. We thank you that this year you're calling us to move deeper into an intentional relationship with you. We thank you that you're moving us to love one another in loving concern. And we thank you that you're also moving us to step out and touch our community with the light that is the guide to our lives. Be in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.